Christian Parenting. Aloha, friends. Welcome to the Monica Swanson Podcast, powered by Christian Parenting. I am Monica Swanson, mom to four boys, wife to Dr. Dave, podcast host and author of Boy Mom and Raising Amazing. Here on the podcast, it is my goal to bring you practical advice and biblical wisdom for raising amazing kids and building strong families. You can always find show notes over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. I'm so glad you're here and I hope you'll be encouraged. Aloha, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so happy to get to hang out with you every week. Thank you for continuing to show up. And thank you, too, for spreading the word about this podcast to your friends and family. That is how we reach more people around the world. Now, today I have something a little bit different, and I am really thankful that I get to share this special episode with all of you. Last week, if you were able to tune in, I shared a coffee date post, which was so much fun, and I hope you enjoyed it. And I want to thank all of you who left such great feedback over in the show notes. So I'll link to that one more time this week in case you didn't catch it in today's show notes. I'll leave a link. And that way, if you want to give some feedback on all the topics I covered last week, that would be awesome. But thank you for those of you who already have. And one of the topics I mentioned was Maui and the Maui fires recently and ways that you might be able to help or support the victims of the fire. Well, since recording that episode, I decided to reach out to a good friend who lives on Maui and whose family lost their home in the fire and ask if she would just share her personal story, kind of what that fire looked like for their family. And so my friend Jess said yes, and today I get to share just a very real, candid conversation that Jess and I had, just walking through what that looked like. Now, Jess and her husband are the Maui directors of Young Life, and many of you are probably familiar with the Young Life ministry. Uh, I'll link to that as well in show notes, so if you're not familiar, but it's an awesome ministry. They've been working with junior high and high schoolers on Maui for a long time, and they are very integrated into that community. And so I just think she shares a lot of really interesting things in this conversation. We do go a little bit long, but I'm hoping that you can just listen in and kind of feel like you're um, sitting in story hour, having a conversation with us. You're going to love Jess. She's an amazing person and just continues to have joy and laughter even throughout this trauma. One thing Jess did say before we even recorded She hesitated because though they lost their home in the fire, Jess and her whole family made it out safely. And in fact, they didn't even have to, you know, run from the flames or jump into the ocean. Uh, Their story is a good one as far as most of the stories go. And I think that she was struggling a little bit because she knows how many people did lose loved ones. Family members uh, were really in some traumatic, scary scenarios. And so there's that common thing, a little bit of post-traumatic survivor guilt. Uh, And she just felt like it was hard for her to share her story that went so good relative to how so many other stories went. But I assured her that we would be very interested in just hearing her story anyways. I mean, absolutely traumatic that she's lost her home, though you'll hear her perspective on that is amazing. But I just find 
walking through the whole thing with her and kind of hearing about the community and her perspective on things is really interesting. So I hope this is interesting to you. And if you know people who love Maui, who have a heart for um, the people on Maui, I hope you will share this episode. And at the end, she does share some ways that you can help and support. And we will link to all those places in the show notes. So my friends, thank you for being here. And I hope that you enjoy this somewhat different episode today and feel like you found a new friend in Jess. And please do continue to pray for the people of Maui. And I will have a few final words to say at the end. But without further ado, here's Jess Clayton and I talking about her experience with the Lahaina fires. Hey, Jess, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you, Monica. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that just crazy? We were just starting to chat before we hit record about you. You have memories that I had forgotten about um, talking about, like, what, the blog way back? Tell, tell, me, tell me what you remember. I think this is kind of a fun memory. We go way back. <laughs> we do go way back. We go back to almost probably the beginning. I think you had, mm. it was pretty, it was pretty new. And you yeah. were talking about, um, there was such a learning curve for you in just mm. even the, the technical side of it and oh, trying yeah. to figure all of that <laughs> out still is, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> but all the things that went with that and us sitting, um, uh sitting under the trees at Lahaina Harbor, watching a surf contest and just kind of talking about all the things. And then Mm -hmm. for me, just kind of watching from another Island, my friend Mm -hmm. on North shore Oahu and me thinking, I know her. And, um, then being able to stay with you during, Mm -hmm. um, contests that my daughter had on North Mm -hmm. Shore Oahu and just the times that we would get sitting at the kitchen counter and talking about all the ideas that you had Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. when they were still ideas and now here they are full fruition and how the Lord has totally knit together relationships of friends that I've had for Mm -hmm. years and years that now are good friends of yours. And that is so many. (laughs) It just makes me chuckle all the time. Like my favorite thing, when I just see God's hand, like as we are speaking, everyone listening can know our two sons are in California, like hanging out at this moment. Her son, Kai, my son, Josiah. Kai's been a part of Josiah's Bible study with some of the younger college age boys and not only that, but everywhere I go, I feel like people are like, you know, the Claydens, we know the Claydens. It's just like, <laughs> stop already. You are so connected. Uh-huh. So with that, why don't you give an official introduction to you, your family, where you live, or at least lived. Um, and yeah, I'm, I don't even know exactly where you live at the moment, but tell us a little about yourselves. Um, all right. My name is Jess Clayden and um, my husband, Andy, is... Um, his role is the area director for Young Life for Maui County. And we've actually been on staff uh, for almost 30 years, which mm-hmm. is mind boggling because it makes us feel old. And we're kind I was of say, feeling you're like only 30 years old. The, right? <laughs> yeah, only 30, totally only 30. Um, and we kind of like, oh man, we've been doing this for a while. We're like the old farts around right now, uh-huh. which just yeah. makes me chuckle. Um, But we did Young Life in Ventura for 10 years, and Mm -hmm. then the Lord 
um, very unexpectedly and strategically um, called us to Maui, which mm-hmm. is kind of a fun one when you're like, oh yeah, the Lord's called us to Maui. Right. And they're like, right, sure right. he did. <laughs> but that's a whole separate story on how clearly that call was. Wait, let and- me pause you right, right there because I'm sure a number of people would take credit for that move, but I just saw uh, Scott Lisea on Westmont uh-huh. campus. It he is the Westmont his chaplain. fault. Yep. He claimed, he's like, straight I up his fault. There. <laughs> straight up blame him. Yeah. Yes, absolutely okay. true. Okay, um, there we go. Yep. He wasn't yep. lying. Okay, he wasn't lying. No. <laughs> um, he threw our name into the pot and we kind mm-hmm. of fit all of the criteria and um, went and visited. And I we got on the plane after a visit and Andy was like, well, I guess we're not doing that. And I'm like, what are you talking about? The Lord made that so clear that mm. I feel like it would be sin for us not to accept that role. Wow. And that even that statement for me went back so much farther to a friend who had said um, years ago that the Lord had made it so clear to her that she needed to homeschool her children. And it was so heavy on her heart in that regard, that she felt it would be sin if she did not follow through on that. And so to, for me to even look back and see how the Lord so clearly lined things up with conversations scattered and all the things, it just was Mm. an unexpected move that obviously brought with it some challenges when you're leaving family on the mainland Mm. and coming to the Hawaiian islands. But I still would not trade this season Mm. of life that we have had on Maui. I would not trade that for anything. Raising my kids here and just being a student of the cultures and mm-hmm. um, just the islands and all the all yeah. that comes with that has been mm-hmm. nothing more, nothing shy of a gift. I just yeah. still yeah. And am you dove in amazed. Like, oh yeah. We, it never occurred to in, us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah never occurred to us to not dive in fully. Like Mm -hmm. we're going and we're going full bore and Mm -hmm. it would have to be so blatant, the Lord calling us back Mm -hmm. and he never has, we're still here. And so to watch my children grow up in this, Lara was five Mm -hmm. and went into uh, kindergarten at Mm -hmm. uh, King Kamehameha third elementary in Mm -hmm. Lahaina. And, um, my son Kai was one when we moved mm-hmm. over and I was six months pregnant with my daughter Kiana. Mm. Um, so she is the only one that can claim born and raised yeah, yeah. in Hawaii. Right. Yes. <laughs> but they are, they are all uh, oh. redhead, mm-hmm. <laughs> redhead Darn. kids. And they, I am so thankful that they can call Maui home. Yeah. So that yes. we are I very blessed that. in that regard. I love that. And you have lived right in Lahaina the whole time. Is that right? From the beginning? No, we were in up in um always on the west side of okay. Maui. Yeah. But we were a couple years up on the upper west side between Napili and Kahana. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Andy um was a football coach and mm-hmm. at Lahaina Luna High School. And that, you can't just run home. That's like a, 
it's just a greater distance. It's like 20 minutes to get home from there. Sure. And he was always up at the high school and whatnot. So when an opportunity came for us to be in town, we took it. And um, so blessed with that particular location and how the Lord used that house mm-hmm. and that home. Yeah. Um, yeah. Much Tell hotter in home. Lahaina. <laughs> much hotter, yes. Much Always hotter much in hotter. Lahaina. <laughs> I, I remember that. And you have had kind of an open door policy, right? Tell us about that and the kids and the ministry you're doing. Um, Our house was never our house. It was always and will always be God's house. And Mm -hmm. however God wants to use our Mm -hmm. house and our home, Mm -hmm. um, we do our best to allow for that. And so we've had so many kids stay with us at different times. Mm -hmm. Um, We um, changed our carport into what was called the Clayton cabana. And so people would come and stay with us, um, hammocks, couches, all the things. Um, the carport was our living room because Mm -hmm. the, I didn't want a TV in the house. So there's a big TV for football games. Yep. (laughs) Big TV for football games in the carport. Um, and we were on a corner and, um, I'm, notoriously loud as my family reminds me daily. And we, um, and my neighbor across the street, who was also our landlord a couple times would be like, you do know, I can hear you clearly across the street. Correct. (laughs) And I'm like, well, you know, sorry. But with that comes that we were on a corner. And so we saw the world go by, like everybody drives by that Mm -hmm. corner and Mm -hmm well-known and common practice of hollering as they would drive by. And wherever I was in the house, I would holler and they would hear me as they would go by. So just very much a house that um, people always knew where we were. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Full of always, always open. Yep. So, well, I love that picture, and I've always loved that about you guys. And speaking of your house, Lahaina, all of that, can you paint a picture for us and just kind of share with us what was going on with your family members, where you were, what was happening when the fire came to Lahaina recently and and caused so much devastation? Um, yeah. It's hurricane season, and the key detail that sometimes gets lost in um, the story a bit is mm-hmm. that we had some of our neighbors kind of within a few miles of us were clocking winds at 110 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, there was so we were already kind of alert that day. We woke up and yep. there was no power. And so Andy got out the camping stove and set it up on the picnic table outside because the way that our house set and the wind came from a certain direction. So we were kind of where our picnic table sat was kind of tucked in. So coffee is a non-negotiable in the Clayton house in the mornings. I remember that. (laughs) Oh yeah. So, um, he made coffee and on the camp stove and we had a cup and we were just sitting there, um, And then the power came on for about 30 minutes Hmm. and we very quickly, quickly made a real pot of coffee, which Mm -hmm. I'm sure saved us over the course of the day. I had that one pot of coffee. Mm -hmm. And then at another point, our landlord and our friend across the street was all of a sudden running up the side of our house because there was smoke and Andy was running and we went 
up the side and our neighbors directly behind us, we, they were also making coffee on their grill and they had turned their grill on. And the, just the simplicity of the smoke coming off the grill kind of had everybody on alert. Whoa. Um, and so it was super minor, mm-hmm. but and we, you know, so it was just little things like that. Everybody right. was already on edge because the winds were it was nuking. Eerie, right? Yeah. Oh, it Even was on Oahu, crazy. Our yes. winds were crazy. So who, so who all was crazy. home at that point? Was Kai was in California? Is that right? Kai was in California. So we had, um, uh, it was Andy and I, Lara was home. Mm-hmm. Kiana was also home and had friends visiting. We had friends mm-hmm. from that. She had done young life work crew with the summer before wow. were there visiting us. And so they were with us as well. And so it was all of us. And so we were there, you know, kind of through the day and just kind of waiting, just kind of holding yeah. out with the wind, the wind, couple trees, like mm-hmm. our neighbor's papaya tree fell into our yard. And we were kind of like, sweet papayas, pick them up and let's save those for later. And then, um, a palm tree in our front yard in like in one of our little palm trees fell over into our front yard, which that was strange. That was, Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, that doesn't happen. Um, and then at one point, um, so it was, must've been around three. It was the very first gnarly black smoke that was seen that you could very clearly see when you walked out into our front yard and looked toward Lahaina town because mm-hmm. our house was in Wahikuli, which is like kind of through Lahaina on the edge of Lahaina. And so we're looking yeah. South towards Lahaina town and there's this massive black smoke. And based on our experience in 2018 mm-hmm. with that particular fire Um, the smoke was so bad that Andy's allergic to smoke. And so kind of was a no brainer of, Hey, that that's gnarly. Let's load up and let's head North because Mm -hmm. our, our Hanai friends, our Hanai family that we always go to are up in Nepali. And that's just kind of our zone that we go to when we Mm -hmm. need to evacuate because there's space and it's comfortable and that's where we go. And, um, yeah. So we, Andy came in and kind of said, Hey, let's pack up and let's get moving. And really um, just because of the smoke at that point, it wasn't like just because of the smoke. Yeah. Because the experience, or- yeah, no, the experience from 2018 was the smoke was bad and we mm-hmm. want to get away from the smoke. Never did we think anything other than that. So when I packed, mm-hmm. I threw things into a bag with the mentality of, Hey, I'm going to be gone overnight. And so I threw, it's kind of laughable, actually, what I threw into my bag. (laughs) Um, Well, I know that I threw three padeos in, which was like, a padeo Mm -hmm. is like, think of like a, for our mainland friends, just like a a piece of fabric that would, yeah, sarong. And Mm I, I don't, three, why would I need three to go overnight? (laughs) I think I threw a swimsuit, maybe like my pajamas and Mm -hmm. a a couple t-shirts. I did. No, did I? No, I didn't. I did not grab my toothbrush. I did not. I don't think I, no, wait, I did. I did. Kiana did not. I grabbed my toothbrush. Kiana did not. But the thing with the girls was what they heard me say was, Hey, grab your stuff for an overnight. So not only did Kiana grab for an overnight, but so did her two friends, Beth and Becca, who all of their stuff that they had come to visit us with, they just grabbed their backpacks. Um, thank God they grabbed their IDs 
Um, so they grabbed, and then Lara, Lara was supposed to be getting on a plane that day to go to a competition in Southern California. So mm-hmm. she's actually the only one that was packed well because her yeah. longboard was packed. She had her suitcase packed to be gone for a week. So she had, she packed appropriately in terms of being mm-hmm. gone for a week. So we threw, so there's three drivers, Andy, me, and Lara. And so we each drove a vehicle away. Um, wow. Andy stayed behind wow. and he grabbed him. He, I don't know why in his head, he was grabbing with a different mentality. He was grabbing mm-hmm. like crucial. He grabbed the safe that we had with all of our documents in it. And he grabbed okay. another board bag that had like Kai's brand new twin fin that he had just gotten in it okay. and a couple things. So he grabbed a couple more things, but not but that was about oh, it. So interesting. I, so we didn't grab any, the only memento. And honestly, I don't know why I grabbed it. There was a framed print of Andy and I, like a framed photograph from the year that we got married that was on my dresser. And I just tossed that in. I don't know why I just tossed wow. it in. And, um, so we left and in our neighborhood, we drive out our neighborhood and we make a right hand turn mm-hmm. to go North. And so we headed out, the girls and I. So Lara was driving one truck and I was driving another one and Andy stayed behind. And we went out and we made it maybe, it's maybe, I don't know, a couple hundred yards to the very first stoplight that we come to by the post office in Lahaina. Mm-hmm. And there was already an officer there blocking south, blocking the traffic that would have been going into Lahaina. Mm-hmm. And he was forcing people to turn around and go back north. So there's two mm-hmm. lanes of traffic coming down and he's turning them back around to go north. And mm-hmm. there's just starting to be more traffic coming from Lahaina to go north. Yeah. And so when we finally make it through that intersection, there are five power poles that have fallen over across the oh freeway. So there are five lanes right there, two lanes going either direction and a center lane. and all of that traffic was condensing down to be to basically a lane and a half because those power poles, when they fell down, they covered a little bit more than three lanes Mm -hmm. and there was five of them and there were cars underneath them. And all of a sudden Kiana, who was with me said, we need to call dad. Like dad needs to get out of there because this is a mess. Yes. And so we were on the phone trying to get in touch with Andy to let him know you need to leave sooner than later. This is a mess. And we, it did not at that point take us long to get past those power poles. And then just, it was a straight shot north to our friends in Napili. Um, And I don't know if, and it's still like the beginnings of all that black smoke. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we went, I think Andy probably arrived to the house within half an hour-ish behind us. And so then we were just all at our friend's house in Napili. And, and that... So that's Tuesday afternoon. Yeah. And then we stayed at at our friends. Were you like watching the news, like knowing something's coming or just like we got out of the smoke? No, the power's out. There's no, there's like the power's out. There's no, there's almost no communication. It's super choppy, super choppy communication. And so we... Our friends, he is the the house where we stay. Our friends, he's the principal of Maui Prep. And um, we've known them for almost as long as we've been on the island as well. So this is now a 17-year, well, 
if you ask his wife, my dearest friend, Stephanie, she has a different beginning to that story, but <laughs> these are our Hanai. It just was yeah. a bit rocky yeah. relationship at the beginning, but these are our family. Got and, it. um, funny story actually, but for later, um, we went to bed. No, Stephanie was gone. She and her youngest were in Colorado at the time. So it was just Ryan and his daughter, Avery, who is Kiana's best friend. So we now have my, so me, Andy, Lara, Kiana, Kiana's two friends. Mm -hmm. And then, um, or at, our friend's house and then his son, Ryan's son and his friend. So we're all there and we're all friends. And we end up going to bed that night and it's all dark because all the power's still off. And I distinctly remember a, the feeling of just unsettledness and kind of mm-hmm. like, I just need to go lay down. And so I went and laid down, but I remember waking up because Avery was knocking on Ryan's door and saying, Hey, there's somebody at the door. They need you to go open up the school because um, they're evacuating the civic center and they're moving everybody up here. And so that must have been like 11 o'clock Tuesday night that Ryan got up, went and opened up the gym at Maui Prep. And we did not see him again then until late Wednesday um, because it just became that became the hub up there. And um Wednesday was just odd. We ended up, we just hung out kind of in that little spot all day. And their home sits across the street from a cove that you could go down in the water and play in the cove. But what we discovered was also there um, was service like right out on the edge of the road. Hmm. And so if we went and stood out on that edge of the road, we could text, we could send and receive text. We could make a phone call, but the phone call would then, it might be answered, but it would not connect. Mm -hmm. And so just the communication was just terrible. So it was that when see news, you, I mean, were you able to No, I no. it was everything that, so even when we started, we would get patchy bits of video. And I honestly don't remember where I started seeing video. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I was getting on Instagram. I don't remember what I was getting on because service yeah. was just patchy in general, but yeah. there started to be somehow we were starting to see like aerial footage of, or photos. It might've been mm-hmm. photos. I think what yeah. it was honestly was my sister in Arizona was texting me. Sure. People, other people with service were texting me photos. Mm-hmm. And I would scroll in and try to see if, you know, what the status of our house was, but it was really unclear. And mm-hmm. it wasn't until somebody later on in that evening um, was able to show us video because they had taken like dirt bikes and gone down in to mm-hmm. kind of see. And somebody showed us video of our house and we mm-hmm. confirmed that our house was gone. But it was more, even on Wednesday, it was more of trying to connect with people because I am part of a women's group that has met solidly for the last, I don't know, seven-ish years. And we have mm-hmm. we have a very active group text um, that we use for prayer more than anything else. Mm-hmm. And one of our dear friends on Tuesday had said, hey, you have to pray this fire, like 
my husband just was literally fell off the wall and I think he broke his ankle and we just barely made it out. Pray Mm -hmm. for us. Mm -hmm. And she lost her house in the 2018 fire. And so all of us are like, no, what is going on? And then immediately followed by kind of another phone call from another friend that they, their house was, the fire was in their neighborhood and they were trying to get out. And so you're trying to piece together the stories and then trying to see where, like, so did they make it out? Where did they mm-hmm. land? Yeah. And just going to, I remember Wednesday going, early or Wednesday going to um, one of the houses that for us kind of became a hub where people were kind of going to and congregating. Mm-hmm. And um they, both of those women were there. And so we were able to get eyeballs and just go, Hey, are you okay? And, and just starting to listen to each other's stories after that initial, just hug and hold on and you're safe. And I'm so thankful that you're in my arms Mm -hmm. and then, and then trying to sit and process what just happened. And not it not making any sense because those two women were on complete opposite sides of Lahaina. And so just craziness. Mm -hmm. And then we heard, because on Wednesday, you're like, part of the other thing that's going on for us is that we've got these two girls with us that are visiting Mm -hmm. that have a flight out on Thursday. Mm -hmm. And when we finally did get in touch with their parents and confirm that, hey, we've got them, we're safe this is where we are and getting the, the feedback. We're so glad you're safe. Whatever you need to do, don't, if it's not safe to get to the airport, don't worry Mm. about it. Just whatever you need to do. Mm. And so that debate for us of how do we make this decision of trying to get them to the airport if we can, because we want this is trauma. <laughs> like, yeah, we don't exactly. want to hang on to them for any longer. Exactly. Like you don't need yeah. to be in the midst no. of this with us. No. If we this can, if we can keep your flight in my mm-hmm. head, I'm like, I don't want to mess with trying to change flights. If I can get them to the airport, mm-hmm. I'm going to get them to the airport. The thing that happened immediately, and I'm so sorry, this is so patchy. Mm-hmm. Um, part of the issue that day too was, okay, here we have three vehicles and what we were starting to hear was, okay, well, side note, Maui, the west side of Maui is accessible by one road. Yeah. And the primary way into the west side is kind of from the south around by Ma'alaya to come around that way where it's clearly mm-hmm. a two-lane highway, right? Yeah. Yeah. The only other way off the west side is to go around the top side by Kahakaloa, mm-hmm. which a good portion of that road is single lane. And mm-hmm. when you drive that road, if you come nose to nose with another vehicle, somebody's backing up. Mm-hmm. And so, and it's long, it's mm-hmm. long. So we mm-hmm. have three vehicles, one with a full tank of gas, two with a quarter tank. One mm-hmm. does not try to go around the top side with a quarter oh, no. tank of gas. No, that's no. not you, Mm-mm. you minimum half a tank of gas. Right. And so and no gas stations were no gas stations are open. Yeah. So wow. we're trying to figure out do we siphon gas? Do we like how do we get yeah. if we're going to leave, we're going to try to take at least two vehicles with us. Mm-hmm. So 
much of Wednesday was spent trying to figure out how are we going to do this? Because we did finally hear at one point that they had opened that road going north one way only. And so, because when anything happens with either road, they'll shut both roads because it's mass chaos when you've got people going both directions out the north side. So they they opened that road and allowed for kind of a a mass evacuation of whoever wanted to go the north way. Well, we didn't want to sit in traffic, especially if we only had a quarter tank of gas. So we're trying to figure out like best choices with the little information that we had. And we heard, we heard at one point, um, because again, on that road, on that lower road at Ryan's house, where we were at, where we were hanging out that day, everybody that would go by, there was an element of talk story. How yeah. are you? What's your yeah. story? Still in shock, all the oh, things. Oh, yeah, shock, yeah. And so somebody had said, so one of our friends was driving by, and she was like, I'm trying to get this person to one of the resorts in Kanapali because there are supposedly shuttles that are evacuating visitors from the resorts, and, t- and it's, a one, it's a straight shot to the airport. So okay. they were trying to do shuttles. So we were like, okay, well... What if we tried to get the girls on one of those shuttles? So we went and tried to, we said, load up what you got. Let's go see if we can make this happen. And (laughs) it was so sweet. The gal, we went to one of the resorts and the gal that we talked to who worked at the resort, um, we were trying to ask questions and we were already, everybody's in shock, but we're we're trying to remember to be gentle, right? Because right. everybody's kind of amped, but we're trying to remember gentleness. Yeah. And um, she, I said, can you tell me what you know about the shuttle? And I will never forget this piece. She goes, well, in theory, <laughs> a shuttle will arrive at 745. And in theory, it will leave at eight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. <laughs> and in theory, is there like a line? Like, do, is there a seat? How does that work? And she goes, first come, first serve. And it will probably be down there on the street. <clears throat> Excuse uh, me. So we, yeah. um, <laughs> and then we said, hey, we, we tried to re- remember to ask her, are you from Lahaina? Yes. Did you lose your house? Probably. I'm pretty sure. And so just remembering that all of the employees at these, these resorts, there's a good chance they're from Lahaina as well. So we go down and we sit down on the street to wait with these girls. And it's, I think it was seven, maybe we started sitting there at like 735, 740. And it's at 8.05 and there's now a line of visitors and honestly, Monica, hmm. it was so hard for me to sit there and just hear bits and pieces of conversations from visitors. And, and it just, it was just kind of starting to just get to me. Yeah. I, what and kind of things were you hearing? I, I can't even remember. And it's not worth, mm. it's not worth saying even if mm-hmm. I did, mm-hmm. but it just is a perspective of, yeah. Mainland visitors with not a lot of concept of the gravity of what is happening. Yes, sure. And and 
how could they really, right? Right? They're there. There's been no power for two days. They just want to go home. They each have their own story. But for me to sit there and be in the midst of them, knowing what has just happened, I turned Mm -hmm. to my husband and I said, I can't do this. I cannot wait for something that's in theory. Let's figure out how to get these girls to the airport ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I said, girls, I need you to load up. We're going to go figure something else out. Wow. And we just had to drive away because I I couldn't. So we went and stopped at another friend's house and somebody said, hey, the road through Lahaina is open. Like they're letting people exit that way. Which for us was immediately, hey, we can do that. We can do that exit with a quarter tank of gas. Let's go. So we went back to the house, loaded up two cars, parked, strategically parked our third car so that it would be out of the way, out of sight on our friend's Mm -hmm. property. Mm -hmm. And we loaded up both those cars um, and headed out to Kahului where we knew that we had a place to land with a friend. Okay. So we got to Kahului probably Wednesday night, maybe 10, and got some food and gave our friends hugs and then just said, hey, like, we just need to crash, take showers and crash. And then Andy and I got up early Thursday morning and woke up the girls and delivered them to the airport. And the airport was just weird. Such a strange vibe driving through the airport. And I think where I would... And then we went from there. We stayed, see, that was Thursday. So we stayed around there at that house that we landed at. And then um, a friend's house, friends who have an Airbnb in Kihei, their current visitors were checking out Friday. And so, and then it was being cleaned and we came and stayed here where we are now. And we've been since then, which was so strange. We're in an, excuse me, an Airbnb in Kihei that we've been to this home before, Hmm. but it was the strangest feeling of extravagance. Hmm. And, and it's not an extravagant home, but it's, it's a home that has you know, ready beds in this big bathrooms, you know, and everybody has their own bed and all the things and it's comfortable Mm -hmm. and it just felt extravagant. And that was just weird thing. So that was, that was kind of those handful of days. I think looking back, it did not take long to be so thankful that we had those additional girls with us because it absolutely forced us to remove ourselves from the West side sure. sooner mm-hmm. than later. Yeah. yeah. And, and as time went on, that's a different story because the rest of West side and rightly so went into crisis management mode Yeah, that has, that has with it a steady heightened tension mm. of survival. And, and people helping and, and it's all good. Hmm. But when you're, when you are in that tension and in that mode of help and, and don't have an opportunity to step away, then that brings with it kind of a whole new Hmm. range of issues for lack of a better way to say that, because 
There's no rest in it, right? I was going to say, how long can you do that? How long can you do that, right? Mm. And so, but with it, here we are now in Kihei. And the, the flip side of that is this, almost this sense of guilt of we left. Yeah. Right. So there's no easy answer. There's no right or wrong. There's none of that. There's, there's survival. And how do you survive? And, and where, where, I I don't even know, but I do know that I'm very thankful that we had an opportunity to step away because for us now, here we are, what, two plus weeks later, or is it three weeks today? Three weeks yesterday. Today's, yeah, I think it was three weeks yesterday. There's, um, it was very clear a handful of days past it that, oh, this, this is big. Mm. And this is not going to be a quick thing. Like this right. is now the marathon of all marathons. That's, I was going to say, and you're going to be needed and relied upon. And if you're not healthy, then you're right. going to be able to be used. At, at what point in those first few days did you know for certain that you lost your home? Wednesday, because Wednesday afternoon, friends found us and showed us the video. I think actually I had walked, there was another family that had all solar and generators and they immediately, that was like a, I don't know, five, 10 minute walk from the house mm -hmm. that we were staying at. Mm -hmm. And they immediately opened their home as this hub because they had generators and solar and Wi-Fi and all the things. Awesome. And so they just kind of threw open their doors and said, come. Nice. And when she started to get, she shared this story with me, with a group of us. And she, she was like a little bit hesitant at first because people were looking for ways to communicate. And so they were, people would ask for the Wi-Fi password and all it took was once for her saying the Wi-Fi password for her to understand how the Lord was going to use her home because mm -hmm. her Wi-Fi password included the phrase King of Kings. No. <laughs> and she was like, okay, mm -hmm. Lord, I get it. <laughs> I love it. Oh, that is so, so cool. Um, just pieces of it to where she's like, yeah. all right. And so while I was up there trying to communicate and charge phones and I had the girls up there with me for a little bit so they could talk to their parents, that was when other friends had gone by the house where the rest of my family was and shown them the video of our house. Mm -hmm. Friends, I hope you're enjoying this episode. I want to pause here real quick to make sure you know about an online math curriculum that I have been learning all about. CTC Math is an amazing homeschool curriculum, but also useful for extra math practice, kind of like a tutor at home if your kids go to school. Now, I learned about CTC Math through Dorenda Wilson, who we all know is the expert homeschool mom to eight, and I've been checking it out, and I'm so impressed with their video tutorial tutorials and summaries, which are clear, complete, and so easy to follow. A whole lot of families who have tried other math curriculums are delighted with how simple and straightforward CTC math is. The other cool thing is they offer a 12-month money-back guarantee, no questions asked. So that is good reason in itself to check it out. They have been just winning over a lot of families to this math curriculum. So go over to ctcmath.com, check it out, start your free trial. Let me know what you think once you check it out. I think you're going to love it, ctcmath.com. And now we'll get back to the show. Hey friends, I know how busy this time of the year is. 
And as much as I love home-cooked meals, sometimes there is just not enough time. But I have good news for you. Factor offers delicious, ready-to-eat meals, which can make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with your pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. There are two-minute meals, so you can fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. They have snacks and smoothies and more. There's a wide variety of options and 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that will help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. So head over to factormeals.com forward slash Swanson50 and use code Swanson50 to get, you guessed it, 50% off. That's code Swanson50 over at factormeals.com forward slash Swanson50 and you're going to get 50% off. No prep, no mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Yay for that. I'll be linking over in show notes as well, but go check it out and tell me how you enjoy your Factor meals. You all, I mean, that's such a big part of your family's life and memories and how did you handle that? Um, I think Kai honestly said it best because we're always talking about how it, stuff is just stuff. Mm-hmm. Relationships are what's mm-hmm. important. Yeah. And I think Kai was probably the first one to say it out loud, you know, quickly after. And, um, well, and I'll, we all I'll, know it. Yeah. It doesn't just go ahead. You're visiting at that point. And he had told us, right away and things, you know, Kai had reached out to their Bible study group and said, you know, please pray for Maui fires and all that. But then after Kai knew you had lost your home, Josiah had checked in with him and all Kai wrote back was something like, we're all safe. Everything's fine. And he didn't mention that you had lost your home. And Josiah's like, that sounds like Kai. He wouldn't mention it. All he focused on was the people. And so later when Josiah's like, dude, you lost your house. He's like, it's just a house, you know, it is it's just a house. So, so well done, mom. Wow. The yes. hard part of that, because that's true. And, mm-hmm. and no one in my family will dispute that. Mm-hmm. The hard part is that, um, Kiana and I are very much creatives and makers. Yes. Yes. And I had another friend and I've had several friends just say, Oh, Jess, you're home. Mm-hmm. was just full of curated things yeah. that have been collected mm-hmm. over decades and yeah. family treasures and yeah. all yeah. the things. And yeah. collectively as a family, we would be in conversations or doing one thing or another, and somebody would remember some piece mm-hmm. in particular. Yeah. And <laughs> wherever we're at, we would say it, and then all of us would throw our hands up and go, oh, man. And then yeah. we would kind of talk about it and remember it and, mm. and grieve a little oh. bit and move on because, wow, yeah, yeah. it is stuff oh. and it's full of memories, but it is just mm-hmm. stuff. And so I'm not yeah. going to lie. There are some things that I'm like, oh, that one hurts just a little Ouch. bit. Yeah. More, yeah. More punch to the gut. Because yeah. Kiana is my artist and she over the years mm. has, has drawn family portraits. One that mm. is just a, a scribble on a little journal and, and I know it, 
you could kind of tell the ages of it because of just the eight, the height of each of the children mm-hmm. that she would make in it. And then <laughs> another one where she was in a season of anime. And so she drew each member of the family as a, basically like a kind of oh. almost like an anime character of sorts. And I had that yeah. one hanging in the, you know, hanging in our living room. And so mm-hmm. there are yeah. there yeah. overall. Yeah. It's a lot of loss in that regard, but, but but on the other side, the simplicity is we are safe. We are together. And all of that is stuff that we can just, we can do it again and different. And Kiana's wow. the first one that would say, hello, artist is still here. Can do another one. Oh, I love that. <laughs> so, okay. So, so that's beautiful. And again, well done mom and dad in raising kids to have such a mature perspective, but as as we're recording, I haven't heard recently, but the last time I heard, they didn't even have a final count of how many people didn't survive. Do you still know people that you haven't located or you're not sure? Where where are you at with all that? Um this for me is you kind have of to the, know people who were lost, right? We do. Who this is kind of the touchy. Survive. This is where for me the whole conversation can get a bit touchy because in our personal experience, what, um, and it has happened within our family between us and the mainland, um, in conversation, someone will say, this is what I saw on the news. And there are times where what the news is portraying is from our perspective, simply not what the reality is here in person. And And that has happened enough to where even I am very, very careful to filter what I am seeing on any platform because it, it's, it's all so vague in some regards. There are, there are, I do know people that, um, have lost family members. Everyone has some pretty, um, there's some pretty crazy stories. Um, Mm -hmm. and I, we do know, we do know people, um, we do know people that have were lost. We do know, we know a little bit of all of it because we've got 17 years of investing in people. And so that has a pretty broad reach, but what we learned right from the get go was that we just wanted to have conversations with each person that the Lord placed in front of us in each moment and, Mm -hmm. and find out their story and, and see how they were doing and, and kind of go from that point. Is there a loss? Is it immediate family? Is it extended family? Because some of these extended families, you've got generations of families that are here that are broad. So when people are talking about families and extended families, there are some mm-hmm. families that we know that when they calculate the like the total number of family members kind of mm-hmm. extended, we're talking like it's not uncommon for it to be 60, 70, you know, like it's yeah. just they're right. big families. And so yes. there's going to be loss. Like it's just yeah. huge. There's no mm. every story is so different and And it's not, regardless of if someone lost a house, lost a business, lost family members, lost jobs, everyone is affected. We know several people that their homes are standing, but they're inaccessible. 
and they have lost their jobs. And so it yeah. is this, no one on this yeah. island is unaffected by what is happening mm-hmm. right now. Right, right. So it's, mm-hmm. there's, I don't even know. And I repeatedly, I'm like, I really should spend the time to sit down and see what like the number is out there on the published number, whatever it is. But mm-hmm. they, it's just for me, of if I, wherever I'm going to spend time, I'm going to spend time with the people that the Lord places in front of me rather than spending time trying to figure it all out that there's people that that is their role and that is what they are doing. And it is not mine. Right. Okay. So speaking of what, before we recorded, you mentioned club tonight. So what is next? (laughs) What are you focusing on? What's the ministry look like for, for the near future? Um, I, it's big (laughs) day by day. day day. It is very clear. I would say this, um, ministry and how we do ministry and how we walk it out every day. None of that has changed. Um, it's all about Jesus, um, and relationships and relationships. How that is looking right now is that what has happened on the West side has displaced kids. And we have, we have kids scattered all over the Island. Um, because there's, there's no, there's no set solid plan for the kids on the West side going back to school. What was said right at the beginning Mm -hmm. was then changed. And, Mm -hmm. um, Lahaina Luna high school is the oldest high school West of the Rockies. I think it was, I want to say started in 1831. I I think 1831. Um, so the tradition and the depth of relationship that I, this is integral to West side. Like this Mm -hmm. is big. So Mm -hmm. it's, there's, there are several families that are just not going to throw in the towel and go somewhere else. They're going to, those schools are still Mm -hmm. standing. Like the whole yeah. upper side of Lahaina Luna Road, there are three schools up there. And so there is there is some sort, apparently, some sort of plan that is in place to get those schools open as quickly as they can. But there's no but there's no clear-cut communication or no clear-cut plan because right. there are so many entities involved. So okay. there um, are a whole bunch of kids on the west side that are not in school yet because mm-hmm. there's they're not going to just give up on going to Lahaina Luna. Um, wow. But we do know kids that are enrolled in all of the other schools here in Central mm-hmm. and Upcountry and all the things. And so for us, ministry looks like um, we actually have been, the Lord has just very graciously provided a landing spot for us in Haiku, which is not where I thought we would be. We were very clearly yeah, praying for people who don't know. It's that, in like, Timbuktu. In country, <laughs> North shore. Yeah. 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 Like, it's way out of the way. Right. It's um, right. It is. Mm-hmm. Um, we were it's praying beautiful. specifically. We it is. Haiku. It totally is. Mm-hmm. We were praying mm-hmm. specifically to be located in central Maui, which would be like, yeah kind of near where the airport is because it would allow us to get 
everywhere easily. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so we kind of had what we were praying for, but what we have learned is that we hold all of our plans loosely because mm-hmm. he has his mm-hmm. plan. And so yeah. I was not rushing to find a place. I felt this insane piece of just waiting for what the Lord would provide. And from the get-go, Kai had a friend who said, I want you to come look at this house that we have in Haiku. And I point blank looked at him and said, thank you. No, you live in the boondocks and that is not going to serve us well. And Andy and I ended up going, we attended a funeral of someone that had passed away before the fire and they had postponed the funeral because they had, they were, there were family members missing in the fire, which mm-hmm. then they just had to go away with, they had to go ahead with the funeral. So we went to this funeral mm-hmm. and the burial was out at a cemetery that's out past Haiku. And mm-hmm. on the way back, we decided that kind of, we got to this place of, okay, if the Lord is potentially offering all these other places, we just need to, we need to be good stewards and, and at least look at all of these places that are being offered. Right. And at that point there were two and we drove by one and Andy was like, hmm? and I was like, no. And so we kept driving and, mm-hmm. um, we went, so we went and looked at this one on in Haiku and we drove onto this property in Haiku and immediately felt that it was a place of rest. And mm-hmm. we have been, Andy and I have been doing mission for a long time. And the truth is that we are weary. And we have not been able to, for a variety of reasons, figure out sabbatical for the last five years. It has been a conversation Mm. for five years on how to do a sabbatical. And Mm. I really think that the Mm. Lord said, clearly you are too dumb to figure out sabbatical on your own. (laughs) And therefore, I am going to provide you a place of rest Mm. that you can then do this marathon ahead of you from. So yes, it is out of the way, but it checks every single box in terms of just a home, a place that we can (laughs) just do life and mission the way that we've done it for so long, but we can also just rest. And Monica, it's green. Did you know that there Mm, are still places that are green? Lahaina, not always green. (laughs) So it's just, wow. it is, so we're, it's still mm-hmm. in transition. We're still currently in Kihei, but moving towards that. And then um, club, Young Life Club is kind of the, where we gather kids and just kind of just basically introduce Jesus every week during the school year. Right. And yeah. one of the kids that we took to Young Life Camp this summer, we asked him if he would be willing and interested to have club at his house and they live on the West side in Kahana. And Mm -hmm. he asked his mom and his mom said, absolutely. Yes. And rather than pausing Mm -hmm. and coming back to us and saying, Hey, my mom said, yes, when should we do this? What he chose to do was send it out to all of his friends and say, Hey, club is at my house. And we went, Oh, okay. Well, I guess we're starting club. (laughs) So we, Andy is already left to go pick up kids from central Maui and boys that are from Lahaina, but are now currently going to school in central. And we're all kind Mm -hmm. of loading up and heading over to have Young Life Club 
at Preston's house tonight. And Mm. I honestly don't know who's going to show up. And it could be one, it could be 10, it could be more. Mm. I don't know. But we're just in it for whatever adventure the Lord has for us tonight. Right. Right. Oh, so good. I I can't wait to hear how that goes. And um, just love that you're showing up and you're willing and Wow. I'm, I'm still wrapping my brain around the whole story and I'm sure that you're all still in a little bit of shock and, and just, you know, there's a lot of trauma there that will take the kids and all of you, everyone in the community a long time, probably never, you know, never be over it, but so. Oh yeah. Well, before we close two things, I'd love for you to tell us. One is it, I mean, already I hear your heart, so I see God working in your life and through your ministry, but is there any other ways you've just seen God working? Any stories, anything that would just be an encouragement for those who just feel like this sounds so dark and sad and terrible? Um, I think the gift of seeing how our community has come together um, is just amazing. Um, one thing about this culture, and I know that you've seen it too, the Hawaiian culture is just that we take care of our own and they Mm -hmm. take care of, like we just, the community just can rally in ways that just is just awe inspiring. And so that is such a gift to see. I, we cannot go anywhere on this Island right now without stopping and talking to people. Everything that I do takes four times as long because Mm -hmm. the community as a whole is checking in with each other. And just, so just that, that gift of stopping and talking to people and giving them hugs Mm -hmm. and saying, how are you doing in this moment? And encouraging people to, I think Andy, whenever we see, whenever we see people, it's asking the questions, are you safe? Um, what do you need? What have you heard? What do you know? Um, and what are you hearing? Just really trying to check in with people and, sure. yeah. and seeing where they're at and how, how we can help them. And then we have just, um, just that, I think in terms of the giving there has been challenges and good in terms of all of the support that seems to be coming from so many different directions. Um, Mm -hmm. But the hard part is that we are a very small Island. And so when all of this stuff is coming, when it's not specifically asked for or needed things, that kind of is hard. And honestly, for me, it's overwhelming walking into any one of those centers. And, Mm. and when we were, we went in, Keanu and I went in and we're just trying to go through clothes because people have given bags and bags and bags of clothes. But there's a difference between going through your closet and having this mentality of, I want to share while you're cleaning out your own stuff versus, because then it's like a bunch of stuff that, that I then have to filter through as opposed Mm. to having just kind of this strategically sorted, fresh, maybe gently used clean or brand new stuff that is just easy sorted that I can go, okay, this, this is works. It's just, it's so overwhelming. And I didn't know what I needed in the moment. 
And it's, Mm. I can't handle all of this stuff. And that's, I think kind of, there's this collective mentality with that is Mm. I think to what to be aware of for, for people is that just like we've talked about, this is not a short-term thing. People are still displaced and in hotel rooms and they don't, they're not in a place of, I can say I need A, B, C, D, and E. They're just still surviving. So the, the sharing of resources Mm. to, for people to understand that that's even that is a long-term thing. There's going to be these waves of need. Yeah. There's no Mm. quick fix Mm. to this. There's Mm. a, there's, and that's a kind of its own thing. There's right now this, there's, there's kind of this, there's a cultural kind of brewing right now that's hard because nobody has clear direction on what's going to happen with our home, with Lahaina as a whole. And so there's, there's kind of, there's this underlying tension with, with all of that stuff that, that just kind of is because it's so messy and yucky. That's its own thing. So there's this, what has happened is has affected the entire economy of the Island. And it just is, so there's no easy fix. So that's why for us, what do you need right now in the moment? And so when people are sharing funds with us, it has allowed us to, as Andy has conversations, we are immediately sharing funds with the people that are in front of us. And we have lots of people that are doing that. So when, when somebody says, Hey, how can I, how can I share with you? How, what do you need? How, how can I send you? Do you need money? What do you need? One of the easiest things for us to share is just when people do send funds, um, there are lots of people that are uncomfortable with sharing their needs or they don't maybe uh-huh. have the resources that, that we have in terms of relationship. And so it and has allowed yes, us ways yeah, to communicate their needs. Yeah. Yeah. So it has allowed Andy when he's sitting with someone and ask and spending time with them and asking the story and asking the needs, he literally is just sharing funds with them. He's like, what's your Venmo? I'm going to Venmo you this right now. What do you need? What can I get for you? And so that's kind of the, that's, we've just been so blessed to be able to do that because there's a, you know, everybody, everybody's different. Every single story is different. There are foundational similarities, but every single person's story is different. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with that, then for those listening that have been trying to figure out the best way, you know, I've shared on my Instagram feed a few of the places that I trust uh, to share support with some, you know, people who are doing good things. In show notes, I will put some links and maybe you can suggest even here where where could you send people if they wanted to uh, offer support for Maui, Lahaina, or even like you just shared with your family who can then share that with others. Can you offer some ways people can find you here? There are, yeah, there are a couple, there are a couple different ways. One of the things that, and I was honestly fascinated that we, Andy and I had a conversation with someone in Paia when he and I went out for dinner one night and it was someone that had driven over to the West side a bunch of times delivering farm produce and whatnot. 
But when he, when we were talking, he wasn't even aware of kind of some, um, some things that were out there in terms of families. There is on Instagram and I can share it with you. There is a, a group that put together, basically it's kind of one hub of, it's an Instagram page with Lahaina families and their personal family Venmos. And so I think it's, I can find out the specific, but that's, and there is a group in Lahaina that basically is filtering the, whoever created the page, they are filtering all of the families so that, Mm. and maybe just, you know, a, a short story as to who they are, but there's specific criteria. And that way, you know, the finances are going directly to those families. So that's, that's one way. And then, um, I know that Samaritan's Purse is on island and ready to be available to go um, to go through, assuming we are given permission, because we yeah. still have not been given permission to mm-hmm. go onto our property, to go through, you know, the, re- mm-hmm. the ashes of our home to find stuff, which mm-hmm. side note, I'm itching to get onto mm-hmm. my property because I, I have just... Any treasure that I can find, yeah. I can make something beautiful out of. So yes, I just, can. just let me on there. I will dig and I will uh, find something that yes. I can make uh, from whatever is found. So Samaritan's yes. Purse, I know, is here in force and is ready Great. and is actively communicating with all of those different awesome. entities. And they are Great. ready to be available to go on properties with families to mm-hmm. go through their ashes. Because again, we're talking about family properties that are generations of families Mm. have been in these homes. So we so want the permission for these families to be able to go on and to do it safely. And I know that Samaritan's Mm. Purse, we've talked to them repeatedly. They're here and they're ready. So I, that is an Mm. easy one. Um, I'm sure there's others, but those are the ones that are the easiest that are the easiest and And young life, young life also has, um, you know, there's people because there's people that need the tax write off, and that is totally mm-hmm. fine. Young Life has a disaster relief account as mm-hmm. well for Maui, and awesome. um, if people don't need the tax write off, honestly, the best gift that you can give is just finding an, a family to give to that family directly. Yeah. Okay, and we'll link to your family. You have both. Um, a GoFundMe and a Venmo, is that correct, Seth? I have all the things. Apparently, there's a variety of ways your, of all the sister, things. <laughs> yes. Your sister is giving updates. God bless oh, her. Yeah. She's been great. My sister That's has so been helpful. such a gift because I can rant mm-hmm. and rave and process, and she has this gift of yeah. listening to me ramble, and she puts it into words. Sorting through it all. <laughs> yeah. And it has been no. the greatest gift. So, yep. Yeah. She does a great job, but I also just love hearing your stories and I'm sure all of us listening could sit and listen to many, many more, but man, thank you for just being willing in such a raw, still fresh moment to walk us through your experience and to hear you laugh and your perspective and your faith. Just so, so beautiful. So thank you, Jess, for just being an example to all of us. What an inspiration. Mm. Thank you for just the opportunity to share. So yeah. thank well, you. Monica. We're all going to keep praying for sure. And, um, and I'll, I'll link of course to your family Instagram, I guess it is where people can kind of keep up if you're 
Absolutely. For now, for now, it's my sister's words, but yes, (laughs) for now, just because, but yes, that, that is where it is as well. Awesome. Well, can't thank you enough and we will stay in touch and I'll give updates as the city and the island rebuild, but appreciate your time today. You bet. God bless. All right, friends. Thank you for hanging in there through a little longer conversation than usual, but I hope that you enjoyed all of that. And again, everything that Jess mentioned will be linked to over in show notes, which today you can find at monicaswanson.com forward slash Maui fire. That's just all together. Maui F I R E. All right. So thank you again. And I have some really great interviews coming up next week. Such a special one. It's going to be an invite your kids episode. So I can't wait to share this one with you. And then so many other good things coming up all throughout the fall and winter. I can't believe I've already got my calendar put together through the end of the year and into the new year. So can't wait to share everything with you. God bless you guys. Have a wonderful rest of your week. And until next time, aloha.